Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Keith, a.k.a. Watson Keith. I'm here, my boy, Chad. We are an inclusive podcast that focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nerds here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. This is your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here at my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. Heath just jazz. Somewhere else, he'd just be an ass. <laughs> you know, the second part, I actually didn't see coming. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, right? You mm-hmm. like that. Oh, man, we got an episode for you guys today. Uh, one half of Barbenheimer. <laughs> oh, man, listen, this Barbie episode, is going to be crazy. I got so many notes. Um, I definitely cannot wait to dive in. Uh, Jazz, how was your Barbie experience? Bro, it was fantastic. Yeah? All right. All right, cool. Listen, all right, we got to introduce our guest, all right? So the first guest is somebody you guys have already know. She's already been on our anime episode. Uh, I ran into her at Comic-Con a bunch of time. Uh, You know, she's one-third of Religiously Nerdy, and it's Elizabeth. Hello, how are you? Hi, so welcome, y'all. I'm good. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about Barbie. Oh, we we love to have you, man. Every time we have you, it's it's, it's awesome. Um, someone in the comments wrote, "Heath Jazz Nuff." <laughs> yep, I'm Jazz Nuff. Oh man, that's awesome. The next person I want to introduce you guys is someone who uh, I really admire. She is definitely one of like the people that I met at Comic Con. Who does the hijabi cosplays? She has some really amazing takes online, and she is someone who I asked to be on the pocket a long time ago and she turned me down <laughs> she was like she was wow like, but now we're a big deal so now she's she, she she basically came to me and said hey can i be on your barbie episode i was like "Ooh, the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> the turns have tabled welcome Malia. welcome thank you thank you so much for having me here and um yes i i love having watched you guys grow and this has been amazing and just to put my side of the story i was going through a rough time all right we were in grad school <laughs> and it was not fun but i'm so proud of you guys of all all the episodes i haven't listened to all of them but when i do little quips here and there, phenomenal so thanks it. for having me thank yeah you. we appreciate it we love the support we love all our fans we love all our supporters and anybody who contributes we love you guys and uh 
Uh, speaking of contributors and support, we want to always uh, give support to the SAG and WAG uh, people. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we give them a shout out every single episode. Uh, we have been told that, you know, uh, websites like ours and New Rockstar and Phase Zero are exempt from, you know, uh, not having to put out stuff. We consider ourselves entertainment journalists uh, and we do not promote any struck work in terms of uh uh, any kind of brand stuff or deals and stuff like that. I've actually already turned down three deals already, Jazz. I'm like, and there, and, and two I, of them, for, two of them were for Universal, and one was for Warner Brothers. And I was like, damn, oh, wow. oh, man. those bastards! It was in the thousands. Wow. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, it, mm. one of them was nineteen hundred, and I was like, oh, and and one of them is a movie I really really want to see. And like, let's just say, uh, it's filled with four green uh, reptiles. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is something yeah, I we can't to... say the name. Yeah. I, the movie I want to see anyway, we can review it, we can critique it, we cannot promote it. So Correct. that's, that's, that's what, what it is. But yes, let's get down to Barbie. And uh, listen, before we start getting into spoilers, I want to take maybe five minutes to talk about, you know, what kind of connection you may have to Barbie and also what you thought of the movie overall. So take maybe like, you know, we're going to take like the first 10 minutes and stuff like that. Uh, and then probably around the 30 minute mark, we're going to commercial another one at 45 and then we'll wrap it up with Easter eggs at the end. We got tons of Easter eggs with Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a Marvel movie, man. It's <laughs> like just throwing Mattel Easter eggs at us. So, um, uh, Malia, why don't you go first? What kind of connection do you have with Barbie? And uh, what did you think of the movie overall? Like a general overview. Um, okay, so I guess pre-movie, I didn't actually grow up with Barbie, to be honest. I was not a big doll girl. I was not super femme. So it was more like, eh, I don't really care for Barbie. And I honestly had no interest in the doll or the film up until like a couple months ago. That's where I really was like, okay, this movie's coming out. Let me look into it. I got into the lore, the history, and the number of analysis on YouTube about Barbie history. From because I'm also just for context, like a sociology student, sociology student. So I get like super into the meta social commentary about Barbie and all that. So that's what got me into it. And in terms of like the movie. I thought it was fantastic because I was just like, I'm dying for a lighthearted film. Because so many of her films recently, I feel like have been very like dystopic, especially in like the fantasy sci-fi genre. And so this is like a fantasy, but it's super like pink and fun and girly. And I was like, yes. So I, and I think it delivered in that lightheartedness while still having some important messages. So to me, it was, it was great. Awesome. I like how me and Jazz are rocking the pink to show solidarity and you guys aren't. What's up with that? <laughs> you know, I, got, I got a pink drink. This is, okay, the, this is my contribution. Like my water bottle's pink-ish. Okay. So fair, fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There was a pink shortage because of this movie. That's how much pink there was. I know. I <laughs> yes. That's wild. Ellie, what about you? What are your thoughts? So... Growing up, I had a lot of Barbies. My mother actually worked at Toys R Us, so we always got discounted toys. So we had, like, I know, it's a great. So we had, like, (laughs) the giant Barbie head that you could do the hair and the makeup for. So I would always have, I had all of them. Um, I wasn't, she tried getting brats, but we don't talk about brats. We don't, we're not a brats family. (laughs) Um, But as far as the movie went, I went in with such high hopes because I don't, because like Melissa said, like all the movies have been kind of dark 
like they have like, this haze to them it's really opaque but like the movie in itself was just like the whole theater was filled with light and it was just beautiful i love the movie and the message behind everything and with the barbie was chef's kiss nice nice for for me i i i have really almost no like history with barbie because <laughs> like i have no sister i just had brothers so like the only barbie i would come across would be like you know, in Toy Story, where you see a Barbie, that's the only time. Uh, but I, I did enjoy the movie, but more than the movie, I, I enjoyed the hype. I think it was cool to see people dress up. The whole Barbenheimer stuff was was fun. The memes, the memes were incredible. And also the marketing for this was wild. It was like... It was like the time Pokemon came out on Pokemon Go and everybody was just all crazy about it. It was kind of like how Barbie was. It really did save cinema this year because, oh man, the the Flash movie did not. <laughs> Which is ironic that the movie that saved Warner Brothers was not the movie they expected, but actually Barbie. <laughs> that is pretty wild. Almost reaching a billion dollars. That is bananas. Jazz, what about you? What are your thoughts? Hmm. I kind of like this timeline we're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a few uh, comments right here. Someone said there was a hijabi Barbie. Yes, we will mm -hmm. get into that. That was cool. We like that. And yes, everyone, welcome to our Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> I, I love the Mojo Dojo Casa House is my my favorite thing. I love it. I try to get my gym to rename it to, to, to the to the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Uh, all right, and there's almost the Zack Snyder line caught me off guard. I thought that was pretty funny too. Yes, we'll get into it. All right, listen, yeah. it's been ten minutes. Uh, we talked about what we really thought about this. We will be going into spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie, if you're like the one person who still hasn't seen this movie, uh, turn off the podcast now. Give us a like. <laughs> give us a follow. Give us a good review. And then come back and watch it after you watch the, watch the movie. Yes, give are... us a review before you listen to the whole thing. Yes, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give us blind favoritism. Just give us good reviews. <laughs> Yes. All right. Look, we're going to start off on uh, with this and we're going to break it down. We're going to go through every single thing that happened. We're going to go through Easter eggs. We're going to go through uh, the meta commentary. We're going to go into feminism, intersectionality, everything we want to talk about. We're going to talk about. Right. So it, it'll be it'll be awesome. Um, let's get into it. So. The movie starts out with a cool little reference to 2001 Space Odyssey, which I thought was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and. I did not even pick up on the fact that before Barbie, dolls were always babies. I had no idea. Just teaching little girls to be moms at, at birth, which is wild. Never occurred to me and until I saw that. And the fact that them, they're just like breaking all the dolls and uh, breaking all the toys, just like, you know, the spoof of 100, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. I thought that was a great great opener especially since like i had just watched oppenheimer right before this i'm just like it, it, it felt like the exclamation point to oppenheimer and now we're starting a new thing <laughs> i was like great this is, this is what i want so That's i loved it funny. right I, I really really liked that uh did you guys know that did you guys know about the whole barbie and the doll history yeah so i actually when i went into my 
hyper-focused interest on Barbie, I learned about that. And that is why so many people who argue like Barbie is a feminist icon is because of the history of the doll itself. Like she was the first mainstream doll that gave girls an option other to be moms, right? Before that, all dolls were babies and the only way you could play. Basically what they say in the film. The other thing I will also say, it also incorporates into the dream house. The first Barbie dream house did not have a kitchen and it was very much intentional because mm. women's role is always seen. Girls were always socialized to cook and clean. Not that everyone should learn how to cook and clean, but it was kind of to push the idea of Barbie's house without a kitchen. Like you're gonna have to play with her in every other room, but not the kitchen. So it was kind of like challenging young women, girls. And so you cannot tell me a doll like that did not have an effect on the young minds of American girls to want things that with the first time they were seeing it is how is doll have more access to life than I do, right? Like all the professions and all that cute clothes and the house. But so that's like the pro femme, right? Like why she is a feminist icon is in those sense. Like the doll itself was a pretty radical concept back in the 50s and 60s. Um, so that's, I guess like that's that comment. Yes, there's cons to her too. But like, I think that has to be acknowledged that she's iconic, whether or not you like it. Damn. Listen, I think we're just going to give you the show. I think me and Jad are just going to take a seat At that back. point, yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is your show. I think this is your show this week. <laughs> so, No notes. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Salam Nerds featuring Ellie and Maliha with a new Jazz. No, no, no. Welcome to Salam Nerds with Ellie and Maliha featuring Jazz and Neves. <laughs> yeah, featuring Jazz and Neves as just background. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing, um, also, the other thing that they kind of uh, hinted at is all the careers that Bob Barbie had. Ellie, you want to talk about that? I thought that was really cool. Yes. So I actually watched, there's a cartoon on Netflix. I highly recommend everyone watch it because I binged it before I even watched Barbie, but it's Barbie Life in the Dream House. And it actually touches base on how all the careers that Barbie actually does, how I can't even put it to a number, but she's been everything that you could possibly think of. And that's mostly like encouraging girls that be like, you can do you can be more than just a mom. You can be a astronaut, you can be a chef, you can be a dancer, you can be a fashionista like Barbie basically is in everything she does. And there's even like a part of the episode where she just stops and focuses on fashion and the world around her collapses because they're not, they're just focused on Barbie so much heavily so. And like, it kind of reflects in the movie as well. Like every Barbie has a role, every Barbie has yeah. a spot. So mm -hmm. it's so important that every Barbie has, you know, meets what they're supposed to be doing. And I know we're going to probably go into this later, but like, Ken's just Ken. <laughs> yeah. Just Ken. Well, He's like, just Ken. The thing is, Barbie is all about accessory. And what is Ken if not just an accessory to Barbie? <laughs> A giant accessory, yes. Right. Yeah. Oh man! Someone said the the press Barbie ad was really really funny. That was oh really, my god! That was really really good. I, I that was that. a moment. That was a moment. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, and we also got got to see a South Asian Barbie who was a what like a, a journalist, uh, Ritu, mm -hmm. who we covered in the um, polite society episode, which I thought yeah. you know was really really cool. Mm -hmm. We got to see her. She got to play two feminist like badass women in one year so i thought that was really cool i love that kudos to her that's yeah, amazing kudos. yeah and if you guys have not seen polite society i would recommend that i think polite society is not one of the struck companies it's an indie film so oh, that's correct. definitely one we that can we can promote it we can still yeah. promote it yeah yeah good to uh, know 
Yes. So Margot Robbie ends up being the stereotypical Barbie, which is without a doubt amazing casting. Mine is that one part where she's supposed to be ugly and then the narrator called it out, which which, <laughs> which was the best part in the movie because literally everyone was thinking that. Like she was yeah. she looks so right. beautiful. She- she was so pretty even when she cried. I know. And my whole theater started laughing, which because that's how they play, you know, when the, the narrator times in, like, you know, note to the producers, maybe perhaps not cast Margot Robbie if you're trying to prove this point. And yeah. everyone starts laughing and dying because everyone's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> was thinking that. And and that's a uh, that's a bit from one of my favorite shows, Arrested Development. I don't know if you're an Arrested Development fan, oh, but they always do that. Where the narrator always talks about like, you know, and then this was a mis- big mistake. And then Joe goes, this was a big mistake. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's like this really, I think it's called like, I forgot what it's called, but it's a type of uh, narration, which is really funny where the narrator kind of interacts with the story. And I think it's really Is it funny. like the fourth wall thing? I don't know what it's It called. is kind of yeah. like the fourth wall. Yeah. It's like a type of fourth wall, but it's a special name for it. I think it's called like mm. lantern commentary, something like that. Ah, that's yeah. cool to know. Yeah. yeah. Nerd. I- <laughs> Listen, I'm just Ken, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I, I think that was really cool. I love seeing all the other Barbies, uh, Issa Rae, and like uh, Emma McKay, all of these big stars. Dua Lipa, <laughs> like, out of nowhere, <laughs> is the mermaid. Freaking John Cena, who was the Ken. Simu Lee, and, uh, you know, uh, what was the guy uh, from, I forget, Secret Invasion? Bentley, oh. King, King Adir. I can't remember uh, his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo, just amazing. There and was, what, what, yeah. Go, go I, was, for it? I was gonna say there was also like a South Asian Ken. I think it was like a yes. British it was British Bengali actor. Yeah. I don't know his name, but I saw like some of the videos on TikTok of him attending like the Bangladeshi premiere of Barbie, which I thought was so cool for them to the- have. He, yeah. was in the, he was in the dance sequence when they do the uh, when they're doing little Barbie dance sequence where she goes, yes. "Have you guys ever thought about dying?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the beginning, the bar, the blow up party dance. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I remember that. He was in that scene, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, and then we got a little hijabi Barbie there, a physicist, a lawyer, a judge, all the different careers that uh, Bar- Barbie has more jobs than anybody. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. dope. <laughs> She's a hardworking girl. I know. She She's lived a long life. Yeah, that is, that was really really good. Um, I did like the background and like how it was all plastic and she can walk on the pool <laughs> like she's literally oh walking God. on water and then when you uh when she comes down her house she just floats down like you would pick up a doll and put her down yeah. uh what were your thoughts about that the whole like barbie land the attention to detail impeccable impeccable mm-hmm. like the fact that they build the whole city right like this is this movie was not cgi they actually like built they even like the background which looks like paintings were real paintings and i thought that was amazing um and just like even the fact that she can't drink water or anything because like toys yeah. don't actually so she takes a shower but there's no water or yeah she, like, pours from the glass there is no water, and it's still expired the milk remember those milk expired <laughs> that was so funny to me because it's just it was just good it was so good that reminds me of like when my niece does a tea party and there's no actual tea there. So yeah. you got to pretend right. there's like a tea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, that's really, Adorable. really funny. Um, and then uh, we see all of the Kent. Now, I'm curious, what 
were your guys' thoughts on Ryan Gosling as Ken? Because when I first saw him as Ken, I was like, this is a miscast. I was like, he is not going to do a good job. He doesn't look like Ken. He doesn't have the build for Ken. He doesn't have the hair for Ken. Uh, you know, he's got like a pointy chin, not a square chin. Um, and I was like, this isn't right. But I was pleasantly, pleasantly proven wrong because I love me some Ryan Gosling and I thought he was great in this movie. What are your thoughts? I think he did an excellent job as Ken. I know a lot of people were kind of in their feelings about Margot and Ryan being too old to play these characters because everyone views them as young, but I thought mm. it was perfect. Um, I When I see him, because it feels like he brought the embodiment of Ken, even if he didn't physically look like a Ken, yeah. he Mm-mm-mm. had the personality of a Ken yes. and he really exuded that energy. The Kennedy. Kennedy. The Kennedy. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Oh, that is so for me, like, I didn't know Ken's personality at all. I have no idea what a Ken is. Uh, and I really was like, the only time I've seen a Ken was from Toy Story, where he's like wearing this Ashcroft and he's kind of like a bad guy. Other than that, mm-hmm. I had no experience what a Ken was. So I didn't really have a good, like, yeah, someone said like someone in the comments like that's an L take, Anib. Yeah, it was it was an L take. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, uh, what I thought that was an L take. All right, I, 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 but I'll, I have that. yes, I have to add a social piece to this. I also agree with you where I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I don't know if I see Ryan Gosling playing Ken. I was like kind of apprehensive. I mean, I trusted the process, but I wasn't sure. And there was an interview where Margot was like, you know, like what went into choosing like you know all the all the people. And she was like, we had to pick somebody who was willing to work with a predominantly women-led project and constantly going to be surrounded by women and mm-hmm. knowing when to take direction from a woman. And it hit me in that moment that I didn't think of how many Hollywood actors are probably going to be very difficult to work with Ooh. when you have female co-leads and producers and directors. And it is a very like female project. Like the Barbie movie is made for the girls. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like... I didn't even think about that element and I'm like, of course, you can't just go for like, who's the hottest can. You got to think about these structures when you're mm-hmm. working on a project that is very like women led. And I was like, props to Ryan. I do think he definitely fits that category and a hundred percent on that energy. That is great. I, um, another thing to note, because I know you said you only know Ken from Toy Story. So something that I picked up on is the Ken in Toy Story is still the same as the Ken in the Barbie movie because Ken in Toy Story was just kind of an accessory as well. He was just kind of like a plot point. Um, And and the Ken in the Barbie movie was also, you know, that accessory, he has this whole identity crisis that he's trying to figure out. The Ken in the Toy Story has like this whole identity crisis that he ends up figuring out. So, I mean, Ken is just a character that you can really manipulate to any form, either evil as we see in toy story yeah or confused in the barbie movie yeah. yeah poor guy only fell for the patriarchy because he thought they would have horses <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he's like once i found out there weren't any horses involved i kind of didn't care about it <laughs> <laughs> i love that i also I love that his- life <laughs> I also love that his job is beach <laughs> like, yes. he's not a lifeguard i love that <laughs> I think what I appreciated about that is like it's because in Barbie land they're toys and they're interacting with each other like kids are playing with them so it was almost like the dialogue kids would have which is like hi Barbie hi Ken hi Barbie hi Barbie and also like 
my job is beach my job is you know hospital or something like that it's like yeah it's it's because i know a lot of people are like what are these lines they sound so stupid but i'm like that's the point that's they're the- toys yes oh, so good. <laughs> yes there's 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 that part for kids but then there's also the jokes for like us where it's like i'll beat you off right now <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. They did a really good job. Yes. Yes, definitely. The the beach off was pretty funny. What are your what are your thoughts about the beach off, Jazz? I thought that was hilarious. Oh, you're asking. <laughs> okay, okay. Jazz, hey, go ahead. Yeah. No, that this was the an Ellie show, so please go ahead. No. <laughs> I wanted Jazz to say no. talk about who he would beach off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could beach off that. against anyone, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, let's see. And then she talked about, you know, have you guys ever thought about dying? And she has her first like existential crisis, which like, <laughs> let's think back to our own existential crisis. How old were you when you <laughs> thought about dying? Oh god! <laughs> I think I was like eight. <laughs> yes. The younger you you go back, you're like, oh god, yeah, this happened then. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I feel like I don't remember a time. It's like. <laughs> Constant. I don't know. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Once you have one, that's it. That is the state, eternal state for the rest of your life. Yeah, I I did like the dance number, and I did like how all the Kens were like wearing uh the same jackets. Uh, I, I did think it was a little sus that the jacket had K's in there, and I was like, y'all was like like they better not have three of these guys in a row, man. I don't know what these K's are. <laughs> 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 I was like, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> that would have been really funny if it slipped. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, man. So after the night of partying and she had the, a perfect day, like every day is perfect, the next day wasn't so perfect. The next day was, you know, the sh- like you mentioned, the shower was off and her, her toast or waffles were burnt. Um, and she fell off the little Barbie house. And oh. now her feet are flat, like flat feet. Oh, my God. Flat <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and I thought that was really, really cool. And then she had to go and meet Weird Barbie. Barbie, um, what were your thoughts about Weird Barbie? I thought that was a little cool little thing because everybody has a Weird Barbie. Apparently, everybody has a Weird yes, Barbie. Weird Barbie is canon. Weird Barbie is canon. <laughs> so I had a Weird Barbie, and my Weird Barbie looks just like Angelica from Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, which. Obviously, Cynthia. if you think back about it, yeah, Cynthia, sorry, Angelica, Angelica. But like if you think back on it, that's probably what Angelica's Barbie was, Cynthia. Um, but Weird Barbie is that's exactly what it that she yeah, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. The splits, because you're breaking her like this. Yeah, you got the hair messed up and you're drawing on her. Yeah. Yep. Uh fun fact, I don't know if you guys knew that, but do you know who uh Weird Barbie belongs to? No clue. She actually no. belongs to Gloria. They show a scene of her being like play, played with as oh. a, from a kid, but in the back there is a name and it says Gloria. So they show Gloria playing with her as a kid. So oh. Weird Barbie is the doll that Gloria played as a kid and then stereotypical Barbie is the one she bought for her daughter to play with. Oh. And she would play with her daughter. Nice. Okay. I appreciate those little details. Oh my god. There's so many details. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, All right. So Barbie has to pick between Birkenstocks 
N heels. And she's like, I'll take the, the heels. Matrix <laughs> the Matrix moments. Yes. Yeah. Andrew Tate must be spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> you think no, Andrew I... Tate watched this movie? <laughs> Just, just so he could pull a Ben Shapiro? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> He's someone that needs to get beached off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do, it. do it, Jazz. Do it. <laughs> want it. I got this. Oh, man. That, that's really, really funny. All right. So she has to go to the real world. And they, like, made this, like, weird little travel thing with the real world. Where I was they have to. <laughs> they have to go in a rocket ship and, like, all these other things. I thought that was really, really funny. And they're, like, it looked like a play when you should see like yes. the backgrounds and stuff. What were your thoughts about that? I was obsessed because a visually appealing. It was so fun and whimsical, and I appreciate that there was no science to it because I feel like so many films try to explain away the magic parts by like, mm -hmm. and because of this power factor and that, and this is why they're able to travel through dimensions. And da da da. da. They were just like, hey, you go through the pages of this flip book, and boom, you're in Venice Beach. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Like, how do we get back just do everything in reverse <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is when ken goes back without barbie he's still in the same position like he's not in the position that barbie would be he's still in his own position like he's still on the back of the rocket he's still on the back of the boat he doesn't go yeah. to the front <laughs> i think that's i didn't hilarious. even notice that oh my gosh that's, that's I a, know. a reference to uh the wizard of oz the way they did it like, yeah there's a lot yes, of references to the wizard yes. of oz yeah. actually Yes. There's a, definitely a lot. Even the outfit that Barbie is wearing, it's a version. Uh, the print is a version of Dorothy's blue and white, instead, except it's pink and white. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And when she's driving to the Indigo Girls, uh, it's a pink brick road. Mm hmm. Which I is referenced like, the yellow brick, yellow brick road. road. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Greta was in her bag with this movie. Yeah. Oh, she did such a good job with all the references. She, like. she did such a good job. Apparently, so, there's reference to 27 movies i think i don't know I, I don't i haven't watched all of them but apparently greta's like a huge film nerd so she had to play homage to all of them and i was yeah. like wow she packed in those references there's a lot of references speaking of references uh i did reference that we were going to go to commercial at 30 minutes so i'm going to go into commercial now in five four when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, guys. So for those of you who don't know, we put the commercials in later. So like, <laughs> when we're live, there's no commercials. I know Malia's like, what are we, what, uh, what's happening right now? I was expecting the Depression Barbie commercial <laughs> We put the commercial in post. Uh, but yes, sometimes we don't even do it. We're like, all right, we get lazy. But like, we got to make that bank. <laughs> maybe yes, Barbie will sponsor us. Get those us. spikes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a Barbie sponsor. Um, all right. So Barbie is singing to Indigo Girls. It's called uh, Close to Fine. And then Ken is back in, in the car with his skates and he's ready to go with her. So they go into the real world. And I knew they were going to go into the real world, but I didn't know what was going to happen. At this part, the movie's like, whoa, uh, this is not as predictable as I thought it was going to be. So it takes like a little bit of a left turn. 
Uh, so Barbie and Ken get arrested. <laughs> and I love how, like, when they get arrested, uh, the name says Barbie. And then on Ken, it says, and Ken. It's like, yeah. it says, Ken. <laughs> it says, and Ken. <laughs> and, like, Ken goes and, like, starts reading about, like, all of this stuff about like the patriarchy and like people are respecting him and asking him for the time and he's just like what's going on here this is, this is amazing and then he reads about the patriarchy and then he goes out and he goes like yes give me a job i, sh- I can become a doctor i can do all of this and they're like no you can't do that and they're like you're doing patriarchy wrong he's like no no no. we're just better at hiding it <laughs> Yo, that was phenomenal to put that my in there theater erupted with laughter i thought that was so funny what are your thoughts about the commentary on that because greta ate with that <laughs> i think like even to go back further when they first get back into or when they first enter the real world they the parallel is immediately different because barbie says like I feel conscious about myself. And Ken right. is just like, I'm here for it. Let's do it like immediately <laughs> off the bat. He like feels the masculine Admired. energy. He feels everything about it. And Barbie is like, I want to be back in a box. Yeah. And so like when Ken branches off and he's finding out the patriarchy, when he's meeting other men, when he's interacting with other people, you can immediately start seeing the difference like in the way that he's carrying himself. And it's so, it made me feel so weird. It made me feel so weird because like, that's not Ken. Yeah. It's not Ken. Ken is supposed to be the, the and, yeah. the extra. I didn't but like now he has his purpose. I didn't think Ken was going to take this route. I thought he was just going to be Barbie's little assistant the whole movie, but he is the antagonist, which is a little wild because he, I would argue, is more of an antagonist than the Mattel corporate people. Uh, so that threw me for a loop. Malia, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I felt like, I guess in my head, it was I was thinking about how this may be what it's like for little boys and little girls to kind of figure out and realize what their gender presentation means in the real world. Like at some point for young girls, they get catcalled for the first time and they're like, oh, well, that's weird. Like, you know what I mean? And I wonder if there's a parallel and I would ask you guys, like, maybe is there a time as a young boy where you were like, oh, I do get more respect or something. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking that. And when I was watching that scene, I was like, is this, is this supposed to be, you know, referencing something like that? So like I'm not very pretty, but like, <laughs> but like I I know like my brother who is really really good looking, uh, and people would say things like, oh you're gonna be a heartbreaker and you're gonna be a player and you're gonna be like you know this thing. They would say these things to him, right? He obviously like light skin, green eyes, which in Daisy culture is like you know what everybody wants. So I I did notice. Um, that happening to him a little bit you know he modeled for hollister so he would get a lot of attention and stuff like that uh and it would be like this weird like i don't know like accomplishment but you didn't really do anything you know it was just like he was born that way um for guys i think it would be like when you forget your first job you know that's where i felt like i was getting real respect when you get your job you get your money uh that's when people start treating you a little bit differently in college i was a nerd so i never really i'm sure other guys might have experience but for me like i was an electrical engineer it was difficult i was in the books the entire time 
didn't nerd. really participate. I was, yeah, I'm with a huge nerd. So, like, I didn't really experience that as a kid. Uh, so, I don't know. What about you, Jav? You were on the football team. You were a big shot. Yeah, so I would go even further back. I think it would have to be the day that I wore a suit to middle school, sixth grade. And for some reason in that moment, everyone was like, oh, you're in a suit. And, you know, again, I didn't really do anything at that point. Like, I was just in a suit because my, you know, mom forced me to be in a suit for something else we were doing that morning. I don't even remember what that was. But wearing that suit, um, the attention was there. And I can remember that was the moment for me. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about when it, when it comes to attention, uh, Barbie sits down at a bench. And there's this, like, beautiful moment. I didn't understand it. But I felt it. Like, I felt the emotion. That was a great she, moment. I know exactly what you're talking about. She, she's sitting with this old lady, and she is a costume designer. Her name is, like, Ann Roth, I believe. Uh, and she just sits with this old lady and tells her she's beautiful. It's such a beautiful moment where nothing is really happening, but you're just feeling these emotions. And, like, shout out to Margot Robbie, who just does an excellent job, where she just, like, portrays all these emotions and feelings without any lines. Uh, I thought that was really, really great. And it's really interesting because it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And the executives actually wanted to take that scene out, which is really wild. And Greta and Margot had to fight to keep that scene in. Um, mm. What did that scene mean to you guys? You go, Malika. <laughs> I feel like... Um... I think it basically, I think in, in, in like the real world, the ageism and everything, I think in that moment, it's, it's just a pure moment. Again, in many ways, Barbie's representing girlhood to womanhood, right? Like that's her transition, but she hasn't as of yet been impacted by ageism and stuff in the real world because in Barbie land, everything's perfect. Everyone's beautiful. So even though she's interacting with an older woman who stereotypically does not look beautiful to her, she does. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because she has not, learned the biases of our worlds yet so to her it's like wow you're a beautiful woman and so she makes that comment and they ha they have a moment where she and the lady's like i know it you know so that's, yeah. that's how i interpreted that um really cute beautiful moment that's awesome anything to add ellie i think like when i was watching it she was really just taken aback by everything that the real world had to offer and this is they show her experiencing like everything from the real world from the beginning of the movie and also at the end of the movie. Um, but I think that once she realizes and she sees everything that she just looks to this old woman and says, she's beautiful. I think she was also including like mm. everything about the world around her was beautiful at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I totally get that. I do feel like it was in a sea of like all these bad feelings that she was kind of getting. It was like a little bit of relief from that mm. we're just sitting down with this old woman and, and having a moment and she wasn't ogling her she wasn't judging her she was just sitting next to her and it was just a nice peaceful moment and and sometimes peace is uh one of the best things that we could ask for right a little bit of peace is, is really really nice i love that um all right this is where the show gets a little nutty so they go into the mattel store uh mattel headquarters i would say 
and <laughs> we learned about Will Ferrell again playing another you know corporate guy <laughs> like a little bit of the Lego movie ish <laughs> vibes that I'm yes. in here, oh, right? Wow, yes. So you know another toy uh, for Will Ferrell to play. So um, I thought that was Is really that, like, cool. An elf reference. Like, yeah, they, they had to reference too. Is this a reference to the Office when he became? Oh. The mini oh, references. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. There's so much going on here. I, I love the part where they referenced they didn't have that many female CEOs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like really, Mattel? <laughs> That's interesting. I was like, come on, Mattel. You got to do better than that. Um, all right. So we finally get introduced to Gloria in this episode. Gloria is just a receptionist. And then she hears them talking about Barbie. And she's like, what? What's going on? A real Barbie? Um, and then while that's happening... Barbie tries to go and find the girl who played with her and mm -hmm. she thinks that it's Sasha. So she goes to her school uh, and the girls, somebody mentioned in the comments, are actually based on Bratz dolls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone says, uh, yeah, Gloria's daughter and her friends represent the Brat dolls. They have the same names as the Brat dolls. Yeah, yeah. Jade, Yasmin, Sasha. Cannot remember the last one. Um, I remember that from the commercials growing up. Uh, I've I've never seen a brass doll. I mean, I know what they are, but I've, I've never. Yeah, never I've seen commercials, them. and I remember those three names specifically. There's a fourth one, but it's not coming to me. But yeah, they were all named after the brass dolls, and I picked on the yes. um picked up yeah. on that. It was it was really funny because who I was watching with, they were like, "How the hell do you know that?" But, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's and... one of those things that stuck in my head growing up. That's funny. Uh, so. Sasha just goes off on Barbie and she yes, says, like, you're you're the worst thing to happen to feminism and also you're a fascist. <laughs> I thought that was wild. And it's one of the things that I think is really funny because the way they marketed this movie is like, if you love Barbie, you're going to love this movie. If you hate Barbie, you're going to love this movie. And I feel like <laughs> this was that scene for all the people who just hate Barbie and everything she stands for. And they're kind of like, yeah. And I feel like it made sense to call it out because if they didn't, somebody else would have, right? So might as well call it out themselves. What were your thoughts on the scene with Sasha and her friends? Uh, Ellie, you want to go first? So she, Bar poor Barbie, first of all, because she went in there thinking this is going to be amazing. She's going to meet her, she's going to meet her person and she immediately gets stopped and she's like, this little girl is like, she's going to destroy you first and foremost. Don't do it. It's, she should have known from that point, but poor Barbie is so innocent. She tries to engage. She tries to be like, no, I, I'm the reason that there's positivity, essentially. And Sasha is just shutting her down with each and every single thing that she brings up to the point she just starts. It's just a great interaction of people that hate Barbie and the Barbie lovers. Like, because I can sit here all day and be like, Barbie is a great representation. And I will mention this. Barbie is an amazing asexual representation because to go all the way back to the beginning when Ken's like, oh, can I hang out at your house tonight? Because we're boyfriend and yeah. girlfriend. And she's just like, why? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> so there's a whole there's a whole thing we could talk about on that that I've seen on TikTok, but we're not going to go into that. But like, Ooh, it's... Nice just this great parallel that you see between them two but like barbie's still going through all this grief process so i i think it was needed for the movie because mm. of the dialogue that was gonna happen i agree what about you malia yeah i think i appreciated i also appreciated the generational element because like mm. you have like a gen x mom a gen z 
daughter and gen x is i think who started playing with barbie i assume yeah in terms of that and for them like kind of we discussed earlier in the podcast it is like an iconic thing it was inspiring for them to have this doll that had more careers than they could imagine and then for gen z like we have come along since then and we're like what the hell this is bs this is projecting eurocentric beauty standards all of which is also true right and i think To me, that's also what makes it iconic. Um, like fiction in general, it's like you can project the good, the bad, and like they can they can hold all of it. And so I think it was it was a very like um, real moment. Like it was you know self aware, but also acknowledging the pro cons of Barbie, where she came in thinking like, wow, I must have done amazing things for women, but turns out these girls hate her guts. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, all right, and then we see Barbie leads for the Mattel store. Uh, and then she meets Will Ferrell. They try to get her to go back in the box. Uh, she runs away. Um, this is the part where I was like, what's going on here? Because Gloria seems to be a normal person. Sasha seems to be a normal person. But everyone in the Mattel store seems to be a little wacky, a little like a little like cartoonish. And I was like, when they were running after her and they were doing the little Scooby-Doo moment where like everyone's chasing <laughs> everybody, I was like, Okay, where is this movie going? I'm a little confused. I thought they were in the real world, but this is a little silly. That's uh, so true. And then I was like, maybe the Mattel store is like a gateway between it's like the purgatory of like the Barbie world and the real world. And this is probably like something in between where it is a little bit of silliness in this, which because they also go to Barbie land and they're also going on like the same backward journey, which right. I thought was really, really funny. And they're being silly about it. Uh, and I really thought that these Mattel guys were going to be the main villains of the entire story. And that's where the story was going. And then when Ken's goes back, I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anything <sighs> was going to happen. Um, but yes, there's, they go on this little wild goose chase. And, uh, what were you, and then she meets Ruth, uh, Ruth oh, Handler, yeah. who is the creator of Barbie. And fun fact, like Barbie is named after her daughter, Barbara. And Ken is named after her son, Kenneth, which is kind of weird because Barbie and Ken are actually brother and sister, if you think about it. <laughs> We're not going to think about it too much. We're not, right, right, right. Don't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much. Uh, Game of Thrones shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll ignore that. We'll ignore that. But yes, Wait. Uh, go, go for it, Malia. Sorry, I just realized something reflecting. I think that moment when Barbie and Sasha are kind of like going up, whatever, I think it was also a good representation of how white women and white feminism, they think we've done all this progress and they're like, look at this amazing work. And then a woman of color reminding them, like, look at all the problems you've also created. And I yeah. thought it also represented that um, just the different dialects, uh, you know, feminism and how different people view different things as progressive and not so progressive. But yeah, sorry. Literally thought of that while we were talking. No, that was great. Neves, yeah. you got to clip that for TikTok. That was fantastic. Clip it. Clip it. I- I really think that Greta getting uh, call it, America Ferrera and her daughter to be people of color in this movie was such great foresight because it would not hit the same if they were also white characters. Like, it mm-hmm. would not hit the same. So it was really, really great foresight. I did like that. Um, all right. So Sasha and Gloria decide to go and save Barbie and they end up on this little wacky chase. They save them. And then they go back to not Barbie land, but Kendom. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate anime betrayal. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, the kingdom. All right. So they go to the kingdom, and it turns out that Ken introduces everybody to patriarchy, and they just take to it so well. And now all of the Barbies are kind of brainwashed to do Ken's bidding. What were your thoughts about this? I would love to hear it. <laughs> Ellie, uh, let's go. So it. It, <laughs> when I saw that it turned into Kingdom, I was like, this man really just became the ultimate villain, first and foremost, because you took the four books that you had, one of which was about horses, and you <laughs> took it all the way back to Barbie land, showed all the kins who know, Sasha even asked this question when they arrived there, where do all the kins stay if all the Barbie houses look? Ken went back, introduced everyone to patriarchy. All the Barbies ended up going from their iconic jobs to wearing the skimpy outfits mm -hmm. that again don't really match because Barbie is an asexual asexual icon so they were just out here like catering actually to the male gaze even yeah. though the kids didn't understand don't understand what that necessarily is they're just doing it because it feels right to be a man and to be heard and just seeing all the Barbies, poor Barbies, just be broken down to these basic, um. I'm not going to say the word, just basic <laughs> girls. I, it just, you can't it wasn't heartbreaking, say it. but this like, this podcast is 18 plus, so you can say it. I'm just not going to say it. Oh, like, okay. it. It was just really weird to see because all of that, but like at the end of the day, where do the kids say they end up staying in the Barbie's houses and the Barbie say at the Barbie houses at the same time. So it's like, what's, what's going on here? Ken yeah. with the Mojo Dojo Casa houses. Mojo Dojo Casa. <laughs> my, my favorite part is when Ken puts, has sunglasses on and he puts on another pair of sunglasses. <laughs> 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 I love so much. Whoever did the costume design here, phenomenal like oh yes, yes. his length? fur his yes. faux fur yes. underneath it was horses and i cackled in the movie theater when i found that out oh my god Even there's also a reference to rocky which is also kind of funny because he was trying to emulate rocky in that moment so <sighs> yeah. it, was, it was great and also i feel like they come yeah, up with ho like horses like this yeah like, doing that like, uh, the monty python the <laughs> oh yeah. that was so funny malia what are your thoughts about the kendom I, I feel like I did not see him as the enemy. Like, sure, he's kind of the antagonist of the story, but, like, I felt like he was going through his own journey. Yeah. And it was kind of more like, you know, when you're... Because to me, I think because I... You know me, I'm on Twitter, all this Andrew Tate stuff, and it's like, for so many men in all the frustrations of the, you know, real world, they often seek out something that works for them and that's where he subscribed to patriarchy and he's like okay this is what we're gonna do and this is gonna be amazing right because in his perception that's and so for me it was like honestly we saw a lot of character growth also from through ken right like right. going from like oh can i stay with you no okay you're always right haha and then he's like oh my god this world brings me power so maybe i should bring this here but then also then realizing the harm and stuff like that so I, I did I just I guess for me Kendom was essentially a representation of like um how men often struggle within the patriarchy themselves. Like they often yeah. seek it out because it feels like the only thing to be offered by other men. So they're like, Okay, let's let's take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think a lot of men understand that the patriarchy hurts them too. And it's one of those things where it's like 
you don't understand it until you actually learn what the patriarchy is. Because people think this movie is just, oh, hating on men. But I never felt that way. There is no part in this movie where I was like, this movie is hating on men. Even when Gloria goes on her monologue and says Mm -hmm. all the things that like women have to deal with, none of them were putting men down. They were all Mm -hmm. just things Mm -hmm. that women struggle with, right? Uh, And I feel like, People are reaching a little bit because they want to hate on this. Uh, some of the men, I, I don't think it's even as woke as you people think it is because <laughs> it's really just a basic story. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's simple and basic because it's for kids. Like yeah. it, it's yeah. like the part where she does her monologue is spoon feeding you all of the stuff and is very surface level. But like if you're watching this and you're a kid that's the level of where you understand it. You don't need these like really complicated uh, subtext and nuance. You can just have her uh, say this stuff. And they did a good job of making it part of the plot because that's how they unbrainwashed the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was very interesting. They killed two birds with one stone right there. And I thought that was done really well. Uh, what are your thoughts about the monologue? Uh, Malia, I want to go first. Oh, the monologue. Um yeah, I think, like, kind of what you touched on, like, this movie wasn't trying to be, like, super deep. Like, when people are like, oh, this is woke and all that. Because I think, like a lot of people said, it's very feminism 101. Like, you know, there is nothing, for me at least, there's nothing mm-hmm. new concepts being taught to me in this film. Sure. But it is being introduced to so many people who have not heard these words. So many people, for them, perhaps patriarchy was, this is the first time, or they understand the word patriarchy. And I think the monologue, like you said, because sometimes we need to hear the basics and sometimes we assume people understand the experience and they don't and this is where i think like especially with marginalized communities whether it's like women or people of color whatever we have to share our stories so the other side understands right and i think like a part of the monologue was people getting to witness women's struggle even if it's like the basic struggles but so many people don't always know that like i think this is such a good movie for men to watch especially given that it's not framed for men but it is for men to understand the women's experience you know mm-hmm. yeah i i agree yeah. uh i feel like i'm a little bit lucky because i also felt like none of this was new to me like i've been lucky enough to be surrounded by women who you know talk about this stuff all the time so i kind of have a little bit of insight into that and also me and jazz are smart enough to always have women on our sh- podcast so they teach us keep us on the straight and narrow <laughs> keep us we have in a rule line. we yes, have we a rule do. that we can't go more than two episodes without having you know a, a female guest a female yeah. guest that's our so rule wow, wow, wow. so they're they're out Al- you guys should be allens then not just kent's yes allens <laughs> I don't know. I just I still want a Mojo Dojo cast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alan. I love Alan. <laughs> you know, all Allens are N Sync, right? <laughs> yeah. Every member of N Sync is an Allen. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. They said that in the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Was oh my funny. god! Yeah. Oh, I'll god. take that. <laughs> yep, yep. All okay. right. All right. Uh, let's see what else happened. All right. So the Kens all have these like vapid girlfriends who are like you know just (laughs) kind of just like being there and doing everything that they want um and then uh the barbie long distance girlfriend yeah (laughs) (laughs) low commitment (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was funny that was so funny when i saw that um so when they did the monologue 
people snapped out of this, right? And then Weird Barbie was pretty much like, hey, listen, you're either brainwashed or you're ugly. There's no in between. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of like, okay, that's a pretty good commentary on the social uh, commentary right there. Um, So they go on this little heist where they kidnap all the women, give them the speech, and then they snap them out of it but they tell them to go back and pretend to be the same girlfriend so they're like yes explain to me what the godfather is and how the godfather <laughs> works. Oh, <laughs> God. yo not- that was a great line like you i've know. seen that so many times where guys get upset like oh the godfather wasn't that great you're wrong that's a horrible take <laughs> they can never understand that people can have opinions but like it was so amazing seeing it like that that felt personal i like you know greta Gerwig <laughs> in film school you know some guy she's like a film school graduate and some guy tries to explain to her god the god, godfather you know what that i believe personal. that that was personal <laughs> it's so true though because like um i i dated this girl and she um had a really cool car she had an audi r8 the iron man car um, and I would be on the passenger side of that car when she when she drives. People would compliment me, <laughs> not her. Oh no! Wow. Like, actually, that's so wild. Like like actually, one, like yeah. actually. one time she dropped me off to my car, and I got into my car, and a guy was like, "Yo, is that your car?" I'm like, "Oh my what? god! <laughs> you just saw me get out of that car and into this car." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Wait, I have a quick note on that. I found out, even though, like, you know how Ken is obsessed with the horses? Yeah. Apparently, the vast majority of horse owners in America are women. women. Yes, I did Mm -hmm. know that. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting that we associate horses with men when most of the caretakers and the owners are women. Yes. Wow. That was interesting. That's really, really true. All right. So. They get the Kens to fight each other, or I guess beach off each other. But before they do that, they go into the I'm just Ken. <laughs> I uh, love that song. You know that song was a joke? It wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Really? Mark Ronson wrote they... that as a joke. Ugh, that such a good song. That was a beautiful piece. <laughs> yeah. I was singing that. I'm like, yes, I'm Anywhere just Anywhere else I'd be a 10. <laughs> Blonde fragility. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh man. I hope I, I hope Ryan um I, I hope Ryan Gosling gets like an Emmy for that or, or an Oscar for that. That'd be so funny. Sporting yes. character. First song. Yeah. A Grammy. Who knows? He yes. Get, he got <laughs> He got the whole thing. Yes. He got look at a Tony in a movie. Okay, yeah. Sure. All right. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the Kens are now fighting each other in this great battle, which I thought was hilarious again. And then the women go and, and they vote in the new constitution and stuff like that. And they bring yeah. Oh wow, Barbie like a world. <laughs> we met again. too busy fighting and ignoring the actual realities of what's going on. Yeah. And then women have to come and save the day like always. Women so. save the day once again. Oh, yeah. Well, in Ken's defense, he didn't really care about it once he learned horses were not part of the patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But but I, I did like the part where she was like, you know, yeah, not every night has to be girls' night. Like, there's going to be, like, a space for Ken. We'll make space for the Kens, and it mm. won't be all bad. Uh, and then Ruth comes back, and they have a really great moment. And uh, Barbie has this line. I want to read it out. It goes, uh, I want to be part of people that make meaning, not the thing they made. I want to be... Uh, the meaning. I don't want to be the idea. 
So I thought that was a really cool line uh, that she had. And then she, you know, gets to be a real person after that. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> <was> funny. <laughs> I looked the moment like you said real person. I'm thinking of her in the car. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what are you here for? And she's smiling. I'm just gynecologist. Yes. Which is which is is a funny joke, but Greta said that she wanted she know that girls are going to be watching this stuff and like you know they need to know about their bodies and stuff. And I respect yeah, no, that. it was that, great. Like yeah. it was just so funny to me the way they like did it. Like uh, like when they just like when she was just smiling about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh no. But I really first, first time. Experience. But I yeah. really love that quote because if you know, I don't know if you guys know about Greta Gerwig's uh, history and stuff like that, but she was supposed to be the star of How I Met Your Father. She was supposed to be the lead. She was supposed to be the, the main woman. Yes. Oh. And they did a screen test and people hated her so much. Every time she was on screen, people oh. would like, no, we don't like her. Yeah. We don't like her. We don't like her. And then she was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be the person that's the idea like i don't want to be this character i want to be the person making the characters and she went on to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff and become a director and she did lady bird and little women and all of these amazing movies and that quote really resonates with how she has you know grown in her career and i really liked that i thought that was really really cool and and well done and then you know barbie becomes a real person and she becomes Barbara Handler, and she is wearing pink sandals. So not Birkenstocks, not pink heels, but a combination of the two, a little compromise of the two and pink sandals, which I thought was really, really cool. Mm. The best of both worlds. Um, yeah. Like, I think she doesn't have to compromise her hyper femme aesthetic to be the human person yeah because i think there's also yeah. commentary and this is like again social commentary on for a lot of women a canon event in their life was being anti-femme or anti-pink yeah. and so like barbie is able to do all these boss babe things while still keeping being true to herself and her aesthetic and i think we're seeing at least and which is why i like the film the culture around the film like everyone's dressed in pink and enjoying and getting together like we are running out of pink in the world apparently yeah right? like yeah, quite literally. Yeah, and I think like it's a cultural phenomenon and there's a canon event right now in the real world, which is women embracing their hyper feminine sides. So I thought yeah. that was cute. Speaking of running out, we're running out of time a little bit. So I want to go into one more commercial. Then we'll come back with Easter eggs and then we'll wrap it up. So we'll be back in five, four, three, two. And we're back, guys. Well, thanks again for Ellie and Malia for getting us so much wisdom. But I do want to share some Easter eggs before we wrap all of this up. But before we wrap this up, I do want to say one of my favorite quotes in the movie, and I want to get your thoughts on it before we go into Easter eggs. Uh, Ruth says to Barbie, we mothers stand still so that our daughters can see how far they've come. This is so good. So good. Love it. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> it got me. I was like, that was so good. I was like, in tears. That was the best line in the oh. entire movie. What are your thoughts? Um, I I was already emotional wrecked by the time that part came on. <laughs> so <laughs> because there was just so much happening. But like to see her being like this creative, the creator of Barbie, just kind of talking to Barbie, being like 
I'm, it was basically like, and I'm proud of you for whatever decision that you make anyway. And I think that was probably so healing, even if it doesn't come from, like, even if it doesn't come directly from my mother, but like, it's like, I'm proud of you, regardless of what, what you're doing right now. I'm proud of you. I wanted to see you continue to succeed. And it was, it was emotional. It was emotional to say the least. I may issue a couple tears. Dang, Ellie, that was beautiful. I, I cannot <laughs> top that. No, I'm, I'm serious. Even I didn't see it that way, but like, that's really beautiful. Thank All you. right. Uh, I want to go into the comments. This one I think is really funny. Uh, someone says, I read that... Oh, where'd it go? Where'd the comment go? Okay. Uh, I, said, I read that Barbie, the Lego movie, and Black Panther all are the same, and I can see that. All right. So let me read out what someone wrote. This is a friend of mine. His name is Alex on Pop Culture uh brain he goes barbie and black panther barbie is pretty much black panther for white chicks <laughs> this is what they wrote so there is a hero who lives in a secret land full of magic and powerful women <laughs> the land um is secluded from the rest of the world after learning that there is an outside world uh the hero goes and starts to question the society then the usurper with knowledge from the outside world who tries to take over that society no longer. <laughs> In the end, they have a fight uh, and the you know hero wins, restoring balance and power. But the hero is convinced, convinces everyone to go back to their regular idea, but decides to keep some ideas that the usurper had because some of them weren't all bad. And the hero becomes a bigger presence in the outside world. Black Panther, Barbie. Black Panther, Barbie. I mean, when you got the facts, you got the facts, and they're right there. I thought yeah. that was really funny. So shout out to the Brown Boy Wonder for bringing that up in the comments. Uh, it just so happens that like I actually had that in my notes too. All right, so let's go through some Easter eggs that I thought were really, really cool. Uh, feel free to give your comments on them, but we'll kind of blast through them, right? Um, let's see. Uh, the Space Odyssey and the Monolith, that's from the movie. Uh, let's see that black swimsuit that she wears in that monument. That's the first Barbie. That's, that's an the actual first Barbie. The first Barbie, which yep. is really really cool. Uh, we talked about how Barbie flows down. That's supposed to represent how kids play with her. Um, the no liquid thing is kind of like how kids have tea parties and stuff like that. We talked about that. Um, when she goes down the house, there is a little Marilyn Monroe reference with the, her skirt going up a little bit, mm -hmm. like with the with the wind. <sighs> Yeah. And then Midge is a real person. I mean, a real uh, actual doll that was yeah. pregnant. That is wild. Banana. Yeah. And she is married to Alan. Yeah. I was going to say that she's married to Alan. Yeah. 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 Uh, we talked about the pink brick roads. Um, the Barbie map actually caused a huge controversy because there's like this like weird map that they made in the background and then like Vietnam and, and China had like issues with the way the map was drawn out and they were like, yo, this map was like drawn as if a kid did it, but they were like, they had to blur it out. They had to blur out the map. Oh, that God. was wild. That was bananas. Yeah, no, Dang. I'm not touching that one. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Let's see. Not my place. Uh, we talked about uh, the sugar daddy and the magic can. Those were yes. real. Oh too. my god! Excuse me, it's real. sugar's yeah. daddy. Sugar, sugar. apostrophe s. Yes, 
daddy. Sugar's daddy. Sugar is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a TV Barbie, which the TV in the back, that was also real. And Skipper with the boobs that grow are actually real. Bro. Yeah. That was a real Barbie. Yes. Yeah. I had the TV Barbie. Girl? Did you really? Oh, I wow. did. That probably works out now. That TV Barbie had a lot of controversy. I remember this one because uh, I believe the FBI got involved with it because oh you know God. they had a like what? it would literally play back thirty minutes of video, right? Oh. And it has like a camera, like you could put a camera there, and so there were a lot of issues with that. So wow, Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. it got heated. I remember like watching it on the news and like. I want to say it was a freshman in college, like right I around. See 20 why 10. it was discontinued. Yeah, <laughs> it got discontinued real quick. All right. Uh, at the end, there's a bunch of pictures of the cast that is their real family in those mm-hmm. end credit pictures, which is really cute. That was uh, so wholesome. Yeah, and uh, last and finally, they make a reference to NSYNC. Ryan Gosling was actually in the Mickey Mouse Club with J.C. Shazaz and Justin Timberlake. And when Ryan Gosling's mom had to leave to go back to Canada, he Ryan Gosling stayed with Justin Timberlake. They stayed oh. together. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a small world. So Alan NSYNC reference. So cool little Easter eggs that we got here. Oh, I got one more, actually. You got one oh, more? What you got? Give it to Wait, me. no, Ellie, you go first. Okay, so I'm a big K-pop girly. So the outfit, the cowboy outfit that um, Ken wears, Jimin actually wore it in the Dynamite music video. And so he ended up talking about it with Jimin from BTS, and he ends up giving him his guitar that says Ken on it. So now Jimin owns the guitar that says Ken. That's crazy. Oh, that's so cute. Wow. Amazing. All right, Jazz, what was yours? So America Ferreira, who plays the mom, right? Gloria. Right. Uh, at the very end, where they're all in the car together, that's her actual husband. Yes, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. that is her. That was actually husband. really cool. And then, like when he says "si se puede," that's a reference to uh, what is it? Gotta kick it up. Uh, gotta kick it up, right? Like, yeah. That was line America Ferrer's character kept saying in that movie. So yeah, ah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very. That cool. was him supporting okay. his wife and through all of her you know, time as an actress. It was, it was cool. That. Love mm-hmm. that. I also love the fact that they called her white savior Barbie at one point. That <laughs> was really funny. Uh, I, I, I love this movie. I feel like it was a little bit for everybody. Uh, you know, people of color, uh, women, even the men. Uh, the jokes were on point. They were funny. The way this movie has been memed and referenced to death. I love it. I'm a big fan. Um, any final thoughts before we let you guys go that we didn't uh, go over that you want to talk about? Did you know that the creator of Barbie was Jewish? No, I did not know that. Very Yeah, cool. so when Will Ferrell says in his the random quote, he was like, I also have Jewish friends. I thought that was so yeah. random until I found out the creator of Barbie was Jewish. Oh, wow. Very interesting. She, that explains that line. Yeah. Okay. That explains it. They also had a line about tax evasion, which turns out to be true also. Yes, that's, it was true. That's wild. That is pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are at, at the top of the hour. Uh, what's that noise? I hear, is that a cat or something? Oh, okay. Down with you, Jess? Nope. 
Okay, it was something. Anyways, yes, thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, before we go, let people know where they can find you. If you want to be found. Some people don't want to be found. But I know, uh, Ellie, you got Religiously Nerdy. Let people know where they can yes. find you because you have your own podcast. Y'all can find Religiously Nerdy at Religiously Nerdy on Instagram. If y'all have a Twitter, we're at 3 Muslim Nerds on Twitter. Uh, and we also have our blog, which you can find religiouslynerdy.com, where you can read our articles about anime and manga and pop culture and podcasts as well. Very cool. Very cool. Malia, what about you? Um, you can find me also uh, almost everywhere socials. It's at Maliha Ness. So M-A-L-I-H-A-N-E-S-S. And... Twitter, Insta. Well, it's not even Twitter anymore. It's X. It's no, we're still calling it Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter. I don't know how long I'm going to hang out on that website anymore, but while I'm still there, that's my on TikTok, Insta, Twitter. Yeah, wherever you can find. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. And everybody else, thank you guys for listening. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. We are almost at a 1,000 followers on YouTube, which means we can get paid. So, you know, we'll, unlike Warner Brothers, we won't have to go bankrupt and have to depend on uh, Barbie <laughs> to save us. <laughs> But yes, please follow us on YouTube. YouTube is where all the fun is. That's where people join and they're in the comments and it's all types of fun. Uh, but also we're available everywhere on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you for joining us. And until next time, guys, salam nerds. Peace. Salam nerds. Salam nerds.